0: There's the beautifulness of just being in space and, and just living and accepting, and, and this, that, that's like the essence of your, your getting back to you.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Patrick Cook. Welcome to Being. Woo! Woo! Being is a place where we gather to explore, some of life's most difficult questions. What does it mean to lead a meaningful life? What does it mean to live a life of purpose or on purpose? How do we make sense of the world? Really what we're asking is, what the hell is going on? My intention with this podcast is to explore what it means to be human in the modern world through the lens of creativity, consciousness, and personal development. Through authentic conversations with a wide array of guests, including artists, intellectuals, scientists, visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders, BEING ventures to make collective sense of an increasingly complex world with the unifying goal of building a sustainable future for all. As humanity continues to march full steam towards extinction, we can no longer afford to simply ask, what is best for me? The question now must become, what is best for me and the whole simultaneously. And so, dear audience, I want to inspire you to take full responsibility, to find your purpose, and to engage your evolution as a conscious agent. I challenge you to live your being. If you're enjoying the content, please do subscribe to the show and get a new episode delivered directly to your device every Friday. And as always, I love hearing from you, so please do rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whichever platform you prefer. Also, I'm proud to announce that the show is now available on YouTube, and you can also follow us on our new Instagram page, at beingwithpatrickcook. For show notes and more information, head on over to being-podcast.com. Now, on with the show. Elizabeth Molina is a speaker, model, beauty mentor and holistic health and life coach. Her personal story of survival has led her to become a catalyst in helping people discover their truest self and reigniting their zest for life. Her work and mission is about bringing awareness to the big why of everything we do, with the intention of helping young women and girls to remember that anything is possible. Elizabeth Molina, welcome to BEING. Elizabeth Molina, welcome to Being. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: This is really exciting. Uh, the The interview was booked fairly quickly, so this is kind of a spontaneous, raw uh, interview, which is exactly how I like it. So thank you for being uh, courageous enough to show up authentically.
0: Always, and thank you for making the space for me. I really appreciate it.
1: Mm, my pleasure. So, One of the things I love about this podcast is really diving into people's journeys, into their struggles, into their challenges. And on your website, it says, Elizabeth's personal story of survival has led her to become a catalyst to help people redefine the why surrounding beauty practices. So I would love if you're open to it um, for you to share some of your backstory, some of your journey, some of the challenges, some of the obstacles that you have overcome to uh, help you arrive as the person you are today.
0: Totally, so when i when I talk about my journey, um, I did a TEDx, and I'm not sure if you saw that.
1: I haven't had a chance, no, <laughs> but I definitely will,
0: <laughs> oh man, I really got you, didn't I?
1: Yes, well, we booked this um, within like twenty four hours, so here we are,
0: yeah, yeah, so, um, so I did a TEDx, and my journey was I was married, I was engaged at sixteen to oh, wow. someone eighteen years my senior. I was married at 18, had a baby at 18, um, divorced by 21, but back, you know, rewind a little bit by the age of 19 and a half, 20, I was actually kidnapped by my ex-husband at the time, current husband, um, wow. to another country for six months where he, and I'm sorry for the audience. So beware of what I'm going to say next. If you are triggered, please, um, just be aware of that. Mm. (laughs) He kidnapped me and he beat me and raped me daily until he was trying to brainwash me. And then I was able to, in the midst of that, uh, find the strength to overcome that situation, get myself back to the U S and escape with a baby and $25. And here I am today, you know, just thriving.
1: Wow. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I had no idea and I did not expect that whatsoever. Um, I want to just honor you for, for being so forthcoming and being open to, to speaking about it. That is obviously a massively traumatic experience. Um, so that the fact that you've come out the other side and you are who you are and so successful in what you're doing, that is uh, incredible. So I really honor you for your bravery and courage. Um, <laughs> where, where to go from that. That's uh, <laughs> that is, is a significant obstacle for you to overcome. So you arrived back in the US with a baby, barely any money in your pocket. What happened next?
0: Um, you know, th- there's like a magic that happens when you hit like rock rock bottom, right? Mm. Like there's nowhere else to go. Mm. And there's like a there's like two choices, right? Like there's a fire that can ignite and it's like I have to like there's a reason why I'm here or mm. you could just sit there and wallow into like you know the poor me oh like just feeling bad for yourself yeah. so i obviously had a baby and i'm like i have to like show her like i need to like step up my game and so two days after that i literally walked with her like no carriage like just carrying her um and by the way i came back like three percent body fat so the baby looked bigger than me like yeah. i looked like i was her nanny <laughs> Like from a third world country, like I was like a hundred pounds. Wow. And um, so I marched with her to college. Um, before that I had gotten into Columbia University, NYU, and I went into these colleges and I'm like, okay, I know that I registered, but I know I, how like how do I get re-registered? Like, what's the deal? Like I just mm-hmm. showed up there like out of a movie. Like, I didn't care if I had an appointment. I didn't know. Like, I'm like, dude, I just came from this situation. Like I'm here. Like a movie, like just showed up with this baby in my arm. And I'm like, what do I do? And I think people were just like in shock, like what's happening here. And they're like, oh yeah, you need to, like, they were just directing me to places. So anyways, I, I went there. I, um, they are like, listen, if you want to start school, like, you know, fall semester started it's spring, uh, you're not going to get financial aid, et cetera, et cetera. It's very expensive. And like, what are your finances? I'm like, I don't have any. <laughs> what mm. do you want me to do? So they basically said to me, well, there's a sister school that most of our professors and I wanted to, you know, be a doctor. So I wanted to be in the sciences. Mm. And most of the professors taught at a CUNY school, which was near Columbia, which is a city college. Mm. So they're like, if you go there, it'll be cheaper and it'll be easier for you. And I'm like, okay, sure. I I literally walked over like, you know, I did the same thing. Coming with my baby, I'm like, "Listen, how do I register? What's the deal?" They redirected me. I got registered the same day. I'm like, "What do I do with my kid? Like, what are the rules? Can I bring her to class? Like, I don't have childcare," and they're like, uh, "No." <laughs> wow.
1: wow, this does then sound then like think, a Hollywood movie. This is incredible.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, and now that I think about it, like I never told these these moments of the story. Right. And I think people were like in shock or confused like i felt like it was like so surreal cuz like no one does that really mm. and my attitude was like i was i was fierce i was mm. like here i am like there's no space for you to say no to me and there was like that fire like i two days out after like this ordeal right and I'm like, okay, what to I do with my baby? And they're like, um, well, you know, you, can, you we have childcare, but like, honestly, all the professors usually take that up and it should be for the students, but like, you know, the politics and I'm like, what yeah. politics? I don't care. I'm going to go show up there.
1: <laughs> I don't care about politics.
0: <laughs> I don't care. I have, to, I have to do something for my baby. <sighs> so I went and they're like, listen, we can't like, you know, teachers usually take up all the space. Um, but you know, go here. Like people were just like sending me away and I'm like, what else do I have to lose? Okay. I'll, Mm. I'll go to other places. And I ended up going to places. I got childcare, um, the very next day after I I situated my childcare, by the way, for free, because they're Mm. like, we have scholarships for women like you. I'm like, I don't know what women like me is, but I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I go to the next. I go the next day to school And I read, you know, I had to pay like bursars or whatever, and Mm. I'm leaving the building and I, I went to a military boarding school. So I had really great posture. Plus I was like super thin and I had, I still had really great manners. So as I'm leaving the building again, you're like 20 year old, like 21. You're not thinking about like half the people are not experiencing what I did. Right. What, what, What I went through. So I opened the door for this gentleman, like older gentleman. And I'm like, Oh, go ahead, sir. And he's like, standing there he's like oh how do you like the school and I was like wow this after what I've been through this guy's being nice to me <laughs> and, and I'm like I actually like it like I haven't spoken to people no one's asked me like how are you feeling what's going on I'm like oh it's a nice school yeah people are friendly they're directing me in the right place like I was being honest he's like oh you know so tell me about your experience I'm like oh everybody was helpful like I paid for what I had to I got my classes I got information he's like do you have a job I'm like I've never worked a day in my life <laughs> and, and he's like, um, so what is your plan? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. And he's like, well, you know, so what's your, what's your deal? Like you have such great posture. And I'm like, oh, well, I went to a military boarding school. He's like, well, so did I. And I'm like thinking to myself, I really need to get home. Like I have to figure out get my baby back. You know, like they said, yeah. they would watch her for a amount of hours. Like I like talking to this guy, but like, okay. <sighs> and he's like, how would you like to work for this school? I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, you know, in between hours of classes, like, how did you do your schedule? I'm like, yeah, that would sound nice. But what kind of job is that? Like, I've never mm. heard of a job that would work around a student's schedule. Right. And I have a baby and he like turns around and there's a picture of him on the wall. And he's the president of the college.
1: <laughs> wow. Awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the universe was supporting me like,
1: Perfectly. Hardcore. So yeah. Yeah, that's
0: some of my story. Like I mean, we can talk about this for hours, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's some of my story. Until in, in terms of like my resiliency, where yeah. I get it, like everywhere did- I turned, there was support.
1: Absolutely. So that resiliency, that fierce attitude you talked about, was that something intrinsic in you, or like did you learn that in childhood? Like, what was your childhood like, or was it like the the trauma you went through and the fact that you had a child that you that that nurture sort of survival mechanism was fired in you?
0: You know, I, I would love to say I was just born this way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we are to a, a certain extent, right? We have that yeah. survival fire, but, you know, it's, it's, it's.
0: Yeah. Outer so in some it's people. a combination. It's a right. combination of, you know, I firmly believe that like, and, you know, the universe and like the way you were born and you chose to come into this world. Right sets you up. Like you only know you connect the dots looking backwards. Right. So when I look at it, I'm like, Oh, that's what was like, I was being prepared for this. Right.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful perspective. I love that.
0: Yeah. And so like, you know, I've had teachers along the way, things that have happened, but I have, I've always been a very introspective person, even Mm -hmm. as a child, like, you know, if someone like at playtime or recess, like didn't want to play with me, I like always sat in it, Mm -hmm. like just intuitively. I was mm. like, huh, what did I do wrong? Or what happened? Like, i try tried to like, always analyze it. And then I try to improve. Mm. Um, and also my parents, like my mom and dad, I mean, obviously they weren't perfect, right? Mm. <laughs> not everybody is, and no. people are not how you want them to be. But they were the catalyst and the teachers, right? Like maybe their neglect sometimes taught me to be more independent.
1: Right. Like wow. the
0: things that they maybe didn't do for me gave me the tools to do the things that I needed to do. And then they gave me the rest. So, like, my parents, like, my mom was always preaching about uh, there's no such thing as, like, if the door closes, like, find another. She's like, you don't have to find one, just make it.
1: Right. <laughs> like, make
0: it. You can break the wall that. down.
1: <laughs> yes. I love that. So, so she
0: was like that. So and my dad. Feel- also-
1: Did you feel support from your parents? Like, I'm just, I'm curious, like when you got to 16 and you, this man entered your life, there must've been some deficiency or need for validation that you clung on to.
0: Totally. Um, My parents were getting divorced and they Mm. were in their own mess. Um, And I feel like there was a part of them who was like teenage daughter, you know, just whatever. This man is there. He's very wealthy. He's taking care of her. Like, right we have our own shit to deal with. Right. Um, so I don't, I wasn't supported at all. And this man came in, obviously, you know, Prince charming and all. And, yeah. you know, when you hear the Ted, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but right. yeah. So there was no support there. And even after when I came back, they still didn't support me actually, because they wanted me to go back to him. And he had told them, if you support her, you're supporting like a divorce. And this child is going to grow up with no parents. So they were like, no divorce. Oh my gosh, we were divorced. Mm. And now it's like the plague. So there was no support. And you know, even till today, I still have a very strained relationship with my family because of my decisions of my, my, my way of thinking.
1: And even though they were aware of what happened to you and your trauma.
0: Yes. So my mother, when I told her, she actually said, well, it must be because maybe you're not like experienced sexually. She gave me a sex book.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow.
0: And I, and I was like very feisty. I was like, mom, this is a man who's been around the world. <laughs> Believe me, that's not my problem. Like, that's right. not that's <laughs> what, what it is. Like, I was just like, that was my defense mechanism. And my yeah. dad was just like, well, it must be your mother's fault. Because we got divorced, you don't know how to be a proper housewife.
1: Mm. Hmm. Wow. That's (laughs) that's (laughs) interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I love what you said about, um, entering this world as sort of, you know, your soul decides to come into this world and chooses the family in order for it to grow. Um, Most efficiently, I love that perspective, and it moves, like you said earlier, moves you away from that victim consciousness of "Oh, why me? My life is so bad." Look at all these obstacles. Rather than other, uh, you move to like a creator consciousness, where it's like, "Okay, these challenges are happening for me in order for me to improve and and evolve." Does that like do you uh, subscribe to that mindset, or were you born with it? How did you come to realize that?
0: One hundred percent, I subscribe to that, and that's not to say that. I don't have moments where I'm like, why me? Right. Of course
1: we all do. Yes, of course.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, why did I, then I'm like, then I moved to like, why did I choose this? Like, why did I tell the universe? I wanted a star role. Like why? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I subscribe to that, uh, and and I, again I go back to my childhood. I've had wonderful teachers of life, and I was just able to absorb it. And because of my personality, I I always sit like I listen very intentionally. Sometimes it seems like I'm not listening, mm. but I'm just taking it in on so many different levels mm. and processing it. And so I think that innately I knew that right because we all know we usually we know everything. Like we come knowing. We just have to remember. Right. And so I think, like, if you're listening, you remember. Um, and I've had teachers who have reminded me of that, like, in school, like, you know, when they talk to you, like, something happened wrong, and you're like, well, why did this happen? And then they start to, well, they teach you lessons. So I think that there, there's a combination of that, but I definitely subscribe to that mm. for
1: sure yeah beautiful. um your bio also says I help people discover their true self and help them return to their natural state. then self love, world peace, and anything at all becomes possible. and that just gave me chills when I read that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Can I ask you what you mean when you refer to true self and natural state?
0: Yes, yeah, so you know, thank you for asking me that because you know, mm. usually when I get interviewed, it's always like very superficial about okay. beauty and makeup and skin and
1: is that interesting. Which I love. <laughs> yeah, I know and we're going to get to that but it's yeah but like you say um that industry is um typically so superficial. So I love to get beneath the surface and find out what's really going on with people.
0: I love it. I love uh, it. So thank you. So for me getting to your original state is you know that child it's like the child state of you like your yes. spirit the free spirit that doesn't um really subscribe to what society has told it how to conform to and and what that means to me is like when you're a child right and you want to play with whether it's lipstick a truck like there's no like gender assigned to you i mean obviously we are born into gender right but like yeah. no one's telling you well you you know what you can't wear pink because you're a boy or you can't like this because you're a girl and you need to be more feminine and so like this is when society starts telling you like how to be what Mm. you have to be. And your spirit starts like shrinking in a way, like Mm. starts like constricting and molding into this shape that you were forced to by society. So like, even as a boy, when boys are told, and I'm sure maybe you've heard it, I'm not sure, but like, if you cry about it, like if you got, you know, fell and hit your knee, it's like, you're a strong boy, you shouldn't cry. And it's yeah. like, what, what do you mean? Why are you cutting off this boy's ability to relate and be empathic, to be compassionate? Because you're telling mm. him, no, your feelings don't matter. So I want to get down to that boy. Let's say we're talking about a boy or a guy mm. in particular, that person who was in touch with his feminine side, who was mm. empathic, who was compassionate, who was able to commune with nature. And so that's what I mean by getting down to that person who you don't really have um, these Like, you know, you're not judging things, you're feeling things. And there's a big difference of being in a space of judgment. Obviously, we as humans and animals, we need to judge because that's for our safety reasons, right? Like we need to see if there's a tiger coming to us. But (laughs) there's the beautifulness of just being in space and and just living and accepting and and this that that's like the essence of your your getting back to you.
1: Yes. Oh my God. That was amazing. And I totally relate to that. Um, The way I look at it is we are born these perfect, innocent light beings. And then, like you say, we're conditioned by society, by our parents, by rules, regulations, and it takes us further and further away from our truest self. And it becomes this disconnection. And I work a lot with um, alcoholics and addicts, and that's that's the disconnection that causes the, the disharmony that is so painful. That we would rather just numb out with alcohol or drugs than deal with that pain in the moment. But mm-hmm. it's so it, it, like your story mirrors mine in that I was so motivated because I had uh, an issue with alcohol dependency that I overcame. And then when I came back to a more healed, grounded, centered wholeness, I'm like, oh my God, you can have this peace and joy and connectedness within yourself all the time where even when you go out in the world and there are the challenges, there is anxiety or obstacles, whatever happens, you can deal with them because you have that grounded wholeness. It doesn't get to the point where you're so disconnected. But the problem is society has molded us. And it's reinforced by the beauty industry, by advertising, by Hollywood, by governments, yeah. by propaganda, that we are not whole and we're we're less than perfect and we need things outside of us to, to feel whole. And it's a total lie. So I honor you for what your work and, and what you're doing. So maybe this is a good um, segue into you as the beauty guru. How did that come about?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I use, and, and I'm going to be Honest with you because I recently, someone said, I was like talking and they're like, you know, you're very sneaky. (laughs) I'm like, sneaky was like not and is not like a a positive word usually, right? right? And so I'm like, you know, but this time I kind of like that. So I use beauty. I was like, what is my purpose? Right. Like, why am I here? Why am I in this container? Why mm. do I look this way? Because I have half the time, like if there's no mirror, I don't like, I don't even think that this is what I look like. Right. right. <laughs> um, and a lot of my tra- you know, trauma in life has been because of what I look like. Right. right. Like, I- I'm not going to go into oh, wow. it, but like, Even at five, I was like molested and and, and like, there's a lot of trauma based on my appearance, Mm.
1: my looks. Um, Is there a certain level of resentment that comes with that?
0: There was. for a very long time i I was very angry at my body like why do i have this like before it was a pop before kim kardashian right like before all the fillers and plastic surgery like this was me (laughs)
1: right
0: um naturally and so i was like why like what is this like i just i hated it really like truly hated it so going back to that um i i i use beauty as this superficial tool to bypass a lot of the bullshit and sneak into your soul through Mm. the back door because it's (laughs) such a (laughs) sneaky way where we can talk about It's easy for someone to talk about their gray hair, their teeth aren't white, they want longer lashes, they want beautiful nails, the wrinkles. Like, that is a very easy conversation to have with anyone on any level. Now, it's up to you and your soul. It's like I'm kind of nudging it inside like, hey, I'm here. Let's have this conversation. Like, what's, let's, let's talk about it. Like, what's your why? Right. So, that is the work that I do. Like, I use, I figured out okay maybe I'm here to like talk to the people who are on this frequency and bring them you know kind of surf them up to different parts of themselves that they're yearning for because they're they're uh, they're gravitating to the material to the superficial and I'm here to gather them all and be like let's go over here because this is really what's going on
1: Mm, Yes. I love that. So you use beauty as the entry point into sort of personal development and transformation.
0: 100%. Yes. Oh, I
1: love that. It's because I do the same thing with, with alcohol. Like I I subscribe to people that are struggling with alcohol, but really what's happening is this personal transformation under the surface. Right. Yes. And so, so how do people react? Like when you have clients that come to you, say for gray hair or they want longer lashes or whatever, and you say, well, what is your why? How do they react to that?
0: Well, usually... People who are and and I don't you know I hope nobody gets offended but when you're on this wavelength of superficial right when, mm. and that, and that's not just like beauty like like physical beauty like that could be clothes that mm. could be. You know, men going through a, a crisis and buying that red convertible. I talk about yeah. it all the
1: time.
0: <laughs> it could be like you want to buy fancy clothes, right? Like there's so many different levels. You need bags. You need a. You need your home needs to be like yeah. with the most beautiful contemporary furniture, whatever your style is. So, um, usually, you know, these kind of people um, don't really know that they are searching for that, and mm-hmm. no one. They don't even have the time because they make themselves so busy trying to get the material to ask themselves this question. Mm. So I have to say that first of all, nobody has ever asked them these questions because I know I asked them and they're like, no one ever cared to ask me because usually when you're in that superficial world, all you care about is the newest thing, the newest lipstick, the newest car, the newest bag, the newest shoe. Did you get that false, you know, season 2022? Like that is not a conversation that people have. Mm. So Usually it's accepted. They're like the the kind of, um, you know, when your heart sinks a little bit, yeah, like totally. when I ask the question, like, why, you know, why does it matter about your gray hair? And they're like, and they just pause for a second and I can feel them like, like the, it's cracking. And yeah. then they, like, usually you have the answer for yourself. It's just... You need the person to facilitate the questions that you need. And it's all in the questions. And I am a curious ass person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that. Awesome beautiful so yeah so I- I'm just curious like do pe- do people respond to it like I, I find people that are, I have lived their whole lives superficially or-, or seeking externally for validation they're um, either unconscious of something or they're protective of something and they don't want to go inwards because it's too scary or painful or they're not even aware of it so when you invite them in, and to ask those deeper internal questions, I w- would imagine a lot of people are just like, hell no, get me out of here. Like, I, want, I don't want to do that. So is there like a ratio of people that ex- and just like, okay, I'll do it?
0: So the, I guess, you know, I haven't experienced that really. And I feel mm-hmm. like because of my story and because of my energy and my presence, I yeah. really make it safe right, um, for them. Yeah. And that is so powerful. The, yeah. And so like my, my energy, my presence, my story, what I share, makes it so safe for them that they by themselves voluntarily, voluntarily just want to like, they're like, I need you to hear me. I'm like, okay.
1: yes. So
0: so I just like literally like crack a little opening and they usually like just burst out because they've been waiting to feel safe. And I think people forget about that safety. Like if you don't feel safe, you are not going to come out and that's why the people in this industry are keep on going there because those are walls that mm. you keep on building reinforcing you're like i need i need the barbed wire i need the concrete i need the electrical mm. fence like all those things beauty you know hair shoes all that that's the fence and you keep on building on your fence because you're not feeling safe you're not feeling heard and i wow. provide that i am that like take a breath with me and we're going to you know take it all down yeah because i show up raw I am yes. robbed. This is I can me. tell I like, love it. Are, I love it. These are parts of me like I am coming to you naked and yeah. you should not be afraid. Like these are my scars, these are my wounds. I'm sure yours are smaller. Like my scars are so big <laughs> for the most part that people are like, dude, I have this little scrape. Like let yeah. me show it to you because dude, you're freaking like you're like Frankenstein almost. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's so amazing, Elizabeth, how you you set that container for people to feel safe and to express themselves. That is so, so powerful and so needed in this world. Because um, when, like you say, when they do feel safe and they open up, that's where the real magic happens. That's where they feel like they're heard and they can be vulnerable and they can be seen in many ways that maybe they never have been before. And that, oh my God, that 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 is so powerful and again, so needed in this world. So thank you for doing that work and having the courage to do that work and to overcome what you've overcome to come to this place. is just magnificent. What a story, incredible. Hey, are you feeling lost, frustrated, angry about the state of the world, but unsure what to do about it? I get it, the world is a pretty messed up place right now. Yet in these interesting times of shattered realities, Many people are using alcohol to escape and numb their feelings of anxiety, dread, and uncertainty. I know, I did it for years. This is why I've made it my mission to support brave souls in mastering their inner world and finding a deeper sense of purpose. To that end, I created Reset 2020. Reset is a personal transformation mastermind group with the intention of resetting your relationship with alcohol and becoming the best version of yourself in an empowering, supportive, online community. To check out more about Reset 2020 and to watch my masterclass video, head on over to go.patrickcooklife.com. Remember, cook is spelled with an E, C-O-O-K-E. So it's go.patrickcooklife.com. All right, now back to the show. So, um, I understand you moved into the modeling world. So, how did that transition happen? And what's your experience been in the modeling world? Because, again, that's another industry that's very superficial, um, very, um, what's the word? Uh, A lot of vices. It's super, yeah, (laughs) I guess that's the word. What's your experience been in the modeling world?
0: Oh, God. Um, So, fun fact I actually went on my first casting call at the age of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is funny because I, you know, I've I've done a lot of shows and interviews and a lot of retrospect and a lot of things happened for me at the age of five.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: <laughs> so very interesting. And I'm still figuring out all the connections of it because it's just remarkable. But um, so I have been exposed to the beauty industry at a very young age. Mm. Um, not just like on the outside, but even from home, mother, grandmother, like beauty was very important in our culture.
1: Right,
0: um, you, you know that's the worth of a woman. Her beauty. sure.
1: And can, I, can um, I ask you just what your yeah. heritage is? What's your What's your background?
0: Yes, I'm Peruvian, Dominican, Israeli.
1: Whoa, awesome! <laughs> that's incredible mm-hmm. and very diverse. Yeah, it's. I'm just curious because of the the culture of those different uh, places can impact you so deeply. So it's interesting to hear. That your yes. you're the the women in your family felt that beauty was a, a strong attribute that you needed to have.
0: Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to go into because we we honestly we can have like a whole seat <laughs> just talking. <laughs> um, but you know that it would have to that would have to do with like trauma and like not having support and like yeah. that. It's you generational. Have- exactly. It's, yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. And that's another thing we talk about on this podcast a lot is how do we break from those generational ancestral lines and when they're so deeply ingrained in us. Right. And so, again, this is another powerful thing we can do as individuals is first recognize what our generational patterns are, things that are not serving us and negatively uh, perpetuating and have the, the courage to say, no, I'm going to stop this. It's right. incredible. Incredible.
0: Right. So, so to get, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but to get to your question about how do I, how, I guess, how I deal with the superficial or modeling or, I mean, I feel like I was equipped to be right. <laughs> in both both lanes. Like, I was always known as extremely spiritual. Like, anyone who's ever known me was like, dude, you, you wh- how are you not like the number one wellness expert? Like, what is how ha- you were eating quinoa like at birth and-, <laughs> and like, what is, what is this like craziness? Yeah. Um, and so I always live those two li- like lives together. Like, I always say, like, you wear a mask. And you put on this suit and you change, you, you know, one day you're a student, one day you're a teacher, one day you're a model, one day you're a mom. And so I've always lived with those things and I knew how to balance like the superficial and understanding like their why. Like I always said, I'm very curious, right? Mm. So in the modeling space you know the expectations are not only superficial but unrealistic and that's that goes into the beauty industry which is a trillion dollar industry and it is funded by our insecurities and desires to be perfect totally and to be something that is completely unrealistic unachievable and first of all airbrushed <laughs> in <Yes>. photoshop <laughs> <sighs> so so when you know that and so like i've spoken about this before like um you know there there's something to say about when people are judging you and like you're not tall enough you're not skinny enough your you know your cheekbones are too high they're not high enough they're not big enough you learn to figure out okay well that's not me i know who i am so it just it can either break you when we see it, a lot of people just go down here or it can make you really strong and say, that's not to me because they're looking for a specific look. They're looking for that red car. They're looking for, and I'm blue car, right? They're looking (laughs) for a convertible and I'm a pickup truck. They're looking looking for a two seater and I'm a freaking SUV. So it's not, it's not, not me. So like, I mean, there's that, but, um, I know my hope is, and and what I want to achieve in the industry is to start breaking those barriers and start um, having people like, I don't want to say protest, but like disrupt the industry of stop telling us that we don't, we don't have silky hair. So you're going to sell us this silky shampoo, which is 90% water by the way. Right. Like Stop selling us water with a little bit of ingredient. Like, we look good. We feel good. Our hair is fine. Our skin is fine. Like, mm. stop telling, stop having a person who's 25 sell wrinkle commercial for a 50-year-old. Like, that is not realistic. So mm. I want people to take back their power. Yes. And-, and that's what I want to do in the modeling space today. Um, because before I was part of that, like, I was going to be doing commercials for, like, wrinkle cream at 26. And I'm like, I don't even have wrinkles. I <laughs> that's like you know like that is weird like shouldn't you be casting a woman who's like in her late 40s early 50s like how is that and then women who are in their 40s and 50s who are actually buying this they're like I I need to buy more because Mm. I'm not like that girl and she's you know and so there's this mind-altering thing that happens and I just want people to kind of step out of that like 3d space and come into like their character, their person. Like we spoke about yes. their soul, their spirit. Um, I went on a tangent there cause I get so passionate, but
1: I love yeah. it. Yeah. Feel free. And uh, this all comes back to what we were just talking about is that, that grounded centered wholeness. Like I think we come out are we're, we're talking about the same thing. We just come at it from different perspectives. And I, I, that's yeah. beautiful because what we are up against is this massive, powerful machine of propaganda and advertising and manipulation preying, like you said, on our insecurity and our self-doubt and our inadequacy just to sell us something that we don't need. And so the more more we can become aware of it and step back into our power, and then we can actually change the world by, you know, deciding, making different choices, you know, in everything we do. Okay, well, I don't need that car or that extra house or, you know, this beauty product. I'm beautiful just the way I am. I'm whole just the way I am. And if you can move into the world from that place of wholeness and healed um, that's, that's super powerful and exactly what the world needs. So again, I applaud you for the work you're doing. It's incredible.
0: Thank you, uh, And that's very- what I talk about, you know, what I'm sorry yeah, to cut you off when I fun. talk about world peace. And when I bring you back into that state of yeah. love, and it yeah. sounds so cheesy because I'm like in my TED, I'm like, and world peace, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so funny. Like I, I did it with like a double intention. Like I thought it was funny. I have a weird sense of humor. Right. And then like, I actually meant it um, yeah. because when you get into that state of love, when you love yourself, you love others, right? You're, yes. If you're happy, why would you want somebody to be sad yeah. or miserable, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: That's where the world peace comes in.
1: Yeah, and it's not pie in the sky. I honest, honestly believe that we've been convinced that we're powerless as individuals. Like that's that's how they rope us into all these manipulations. Like you are powerless by yourself. But the more of us that can take our power back and stand in the power, and then you know form collectives, form tribes form community around it, that's how we take because there's more of us than there is of them, right? Yes. <laughs> so world peace or any of these sort of, you know, major disruptions and transformations in the world are possible, but it takes each of us as individuals doing the work, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, again, so powerful, the work you're doing. Uh, one of the questions I love to ask my guests is about success. What is your definition of success and how has it changed over time?
0: Wow. Have a question Uh, (laughs) today? I guess I don't know. Should I I talk about well? Success to me used to be like money and power,
1: right? The traditional forms of materialism.
0: And today, success means to me, and this sounds so cheesy, but it means like a life that I impacted, and I can watch like the seeds that I've been sowing. Mm. I watch them flourish, and then I watch them like pollinate other seeds and plants and I Mm. and that to me is success because in my mind I'm like, there's a field of all these different kinds of flowers that I've been like putting into the ground and feeding them. And then they grow and they're just like wildly like pollinating. And I'm like that is success. That is beautiful. That is spirit. That is communion. And so for me that's success.
1: Yes. Oh my God. I love that metaphor of planting seeds and watching them them flourish and then ripple outwards. Right. Yeah. Beyond even this lifetime, and that comes back to the ancestral thing we were talking about, what seeds are we planting? Is it the same old seeds that our, our ancestors have planted? You know, some of them are great, but some of them maybe not. And so it's time to right. plant new seeds and then let that ripple out. And then, you know, your your impact in this lifetime you know, becomes exponential for, for future generations and your daughter as a perfect example. And it's so. eternal,
0: by the way, like that's how you live forever. That's By right. Helping people because you impact their family, you impact yes. their genetics, and that's what I want. And that's oh. to me.
1: Yes. Oh my God, that's probably one of the most beautiful definitions of success I've heard. Because I ask almost every guest. So thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Um, I'd love to hear more about like your daily routines. Like, what do you do? How do you practice staying grounded, healthy, creative? What, is- what are some of the things that you do?
0: i'm extreme
1: <laughs> you're extreme in your routines you, in my it-
0: routine yeah like i'm a crazy i, I don't want to say crazy but i i'm a little bit obsessive <laughs> like i i love meditating great um, different kinds of meditations how did you um,
1: learn to meditate and wh- how long have you been doing it
0: oh i want to say consistently probably like four years okay. and off and on maybe 10 years and i right. I guess like when I I went to therapy for like PTSD and like trauma and, you know, that's where I think I really started to, I feel like I knew how to meditate, but I didn't know that I was meditating.
1: (laughs) Right, Um, (laughs) Just being mindful and present.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, you know, in therapy, I learned some tricks and I was like, this is not working. This monkey brain of mine is like, no. Um, And then you start kind of surrendering. And then I think for me, because I'm such a fighter. I right. struggle with the surrender, which is the key to <laughs> meditation. I think.
1: Yes, just it let is. Go,
0: let it flow. Um, so yeah, so that's how I learned to meditate and just like putting up a fight for like ten years, basically.
1: And, okay. <laughs> the same. I had the same experience. It took me a long time to really surrender into meditation. Now I love it and I can't live without it. But yeah, right. the monkey brain. It's like because we're ha- hanging on so tight. It's that survival mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. It's that fight or flight. It's like if I lose control, I might die. You know. Right. But it's, yes. and as soon as you surrender. It's like, oh my God, there's so much peace and joy and safety here, right?
0: Yes. But I will say that there is a little bit of like an, I don't want to say addiction to that. like
1: Right. You can be addicted to the bliss.
0: Yes. Is that what you mean? Yes. But like, no, when you, but there's like a little line between surrendering and then the bliss, there's like, like a first, like, I can't explain it, but that (laughs) like battle (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's really addicting, by the way, yeah. um, when you just feel like complete all of a sudden, like you're so tense and then you're like, relax. Yeah. You're like, wow. Like that is
1: so so it that's is so a amazing. <laughs> it is a good habit. Yeah. yeah. And if you can, the, the way I talk about it with my clients is when you meditate, you're practicing. That's why they call it practice because you're learning, relearning how to come back to that place of grounded wholeness. And so when you do go out in the world, it's not that there isn't challenges or stress or anger and, or anxiety. It's how you respond to them and how quickly you can come back to that that grounded homeostasis, right? That's why you practice meditation.
0: 100%. And so another thing that I do meditation, I do sauna therapy, which I love.
1: Ooh, what's that?
0: Uh, I get in a sauna with infrared. Oh, sauna.
1: I I thought you meant sonic. Yeah, okay, great.
0: I I wish. (laughs) Whatever that is. Sauna therapy. Um, I am a big proponent of grounding, um, obviously going out in nature, but food. Right. Um, Eating root vegetables Mm. is super grounding because wow. if if you live in a building, right? And like you're living in the air, it's really hard to ground all the time. Yeah. Um and to keep you there. Like even if you're not thinking about it, you're like, why am I always like when I'm in my apartment, I feel this way. Yeah, because you're like twenty two feet up in the air.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> So like root vegetables is something that I love to do all the time, like eat them, because Mm. it keeps you very centered, very grounded. Like even if you can't do the meditation or do the other things, but like if you eat the grounding, and I know that sounds crazy. No, it doesn't. But it just, I mean, those are some of the things that I do uh, to keep grounded.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned food. I think that's an important topic, especially as a, a model or a beauty person. How, how do you relate to food? What's your relationship been over time and how do your clients relate to food? Maybe more importantly.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I've struggled with food as a model, yeah, right? Like of where course. I didn't eat. And then where, when I was kidnapped and I was, wasn't given food um, wow. that really messed me up because I had this mentality of like, F that, like, that's actually why I quit modeling after I got re-signed after I came back so emaciated, right? Because I was like, oh my God, you're so perfect now. Um, like 3% body fat. I didn't even have like a period for like eight months because i was wow. so thin like that's how emaciated i was um and so after that i feel like my relationship with food has changed drastically because there's a part of me that's like why would you deprive yourself of food yeah. when you've been denied food like not by yourself but by someone else yeah. so there's a thing there for me and so i constantly work on have to like literally like i call it conscious eating where Mm -hmm. i'm telling myself why are you putting this in your mouth why are you not putting this like is it fueling my body is it fueling my cells why do i need this Mm -hmm. um and so like i just try to always ask myself that because i think it's really important even when i have like you know sometimes i have emotional eating and i'm like i just want to stuff my face with things and i'm like that's not okay like what's going on and it could be like you know it's maybe before like my period. And I'm like, oh, I, I know why I reached for the chocolate. I maybe need more magnesium to support my body. Um, right. So just mm. being aware of that. And for my clients, it's it's literally unfortunately almost the exact same thing um, mm. for them, except for like the kidnapping part and someone not giving them food. Um, but you know, they restrict food from themselves because unfortunately society has taught us that if you are of a specific weight category, that means that you are more of an elite person, that you are more, you, you know, you are the person to seek advice from, right. which is really wrong. Cause it's not healthy to deprive yourself of food. So I, you know, I encourage people and I tell my clients and myself, like eat your minerals, eat for your body. Like mm. you are the owner of this vehicle. What do you want to do with your body? Do you want to crash? And then what? Or do you want to like live a sustainable, beautiful, healthy life? So my whole thing with food is just ask yourself why, why am I eating this pizza? And like, once you know, you can eat it, like you can have your cake, you can have all the things you want, but just know why, Mm. why am I doing this? And once you know that it just changes the way you receive it in your body.
1: Mm. And I think
0: that's the key, because if you have, you know, if you have this, like, gluten free, fat free, cauliflower pizza with you know fake cheese and you're like I'm healthy but you're angry about it. That's yes. not serving your body, right? Oh. Like you're not in homeostasis. You are in fight or flight. Your body can't digest it. Then you're going to start having celiac and Crohn's and things are fermenting in there because your body is a live organism. So it's just rotting in there because it can't like metabolize correctly. So my whole thing is for eating is just know your why and be happy about it like be happy with the foods that you put in your body and if you're not going to be happy about it just try not to do it go out for a walk have water half the time we're dehydrated so mm. that's my take on food and i'm i'm dropping the mic there <laughs> <laughs>
1: drop the mic wow that was incredible and i totally agree this is so powerful it's you're, what we're talking about is just conscious conscious intention with, and cultivating self-awareness around everything we're doing. And food is such an intrinsic part of our lives. We need it to survive, but our relationship with it is so skewed when we're not in our conscious awareness, when we're we are unconscious and just eating from a, you know emotional pleasure or you know, just because we're we're hurt or we want to be distracted. And so, and like you said, the nutrients that go into your body wholly depend on your state of mind when you're eating them. And that is something people don't realize. Like you said, if you're angry and you're eating healthy food, it's it's not going to digest and metabolize as well as if you're grounded and, and calm and uh, aware and grateful, you know? And so it, it's, like you said, it doesn't mean you can't have French fries or the cake or something, but, you know, don't feel guilty about it. You know, do it right. with conscious intentionality. And that's how I do it. I love French fries and I still eat them from time to time, but I do yeah. it. I, I'm just like, oh, I'm. it's not a guilty pleasure. It's no, no, I'm consciously choosing this in this moment. Right. And in that yeah. way um, it serves me on, on the deepest level. Right. So
0: and I want to add something to that. Like if sure. anyone has a dog, I don't know. Do you have pets?
1: I, I have a cat.
0: I have a, you have a cat. Okay. <laughs> I have two dogs, but if anyone has a pet, you'll notice that if your pet, like for me, I have dogs. Like if they are in a grumpy mood or they're like have anxiety, they will not eat. Mm. like animals know not to eat when they're sick when they're not feeling well because they can feel that their body cannot digest the food and their body needs to heal so like sometimes you can learn from your animals and watch them and so like i just wanted to add there that because it's very interesting that we have lost that
1: yeah wow yeah. There's a lot to be learned from animals. We are animals for just, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, I want to ask you what kind of skills do you think we should be focusing on as developing human beings that will service in the future? Like the, the world is changing so fast right now. And I think we've covered a lot of them, like, um, your relationship with food, meditation, conscious awareness. What are some other skills that you think will be useful and necessary to survive in this environment moving forward?
0: Um, I, I feel like I'm the, che- the cheesiest person, the cheesiest <laughs> guest. I, I would say I I don't know. It's like between communication and yeah. um like being kind and empathic. Like I feel like mm. we have lost, we're so connected on social media and platforms, but we're so disconnected. Mm. Um, I have a teen daughter and I can sometimes like she's on the phone and she like doesn't know how to like talk to her friend and she's like, okay, bye. And then, but then they'll snap each other all day or like send like emojis. And I'm like, but you didn't communicate. Like what is, so I feel like for the future, I think that we need to hone in on being empathic, compassionate and kind Mm. with each other, but pass it down. Cause kids can't even write a letter to each other these days. They can't Mm. even call and say, Hey Elizabeth, how are you today? Are you feeling okay? Did you, did you need anything? How do I support you like that? Piece of humanity has slowly been, I want to say it's like endangered almost, mm. like it's on the endangered list. <laughs> and I, I wish we <sighs> brought it back.
1: Yes. I couldn't agree more. A sense of community and authentic relations, you know, just being present with other people and, you know, the isolation of this pandemic or whatever we're going through is, um, has amplified that and and made it a lot worse. Uh, but I, I totally agree, a sense of community. And that comes back to what we were saying is as individuals, as we continue to the work, do the work of becoming more whole, then we can interact with other people, not from a place of woundedness or insecurity, but from a place of wholeness. And when you connect with another person in their wholeness and see them and they see you, that is incredibly powerful incredibly powerful because you feel seen and that's a real connection right and that's exactly what we need moving forward so thank you for that reminder that was absolutely beautiful okay elizabeth molina this has been incredible so nice to meet you and just like have this real raw authentic conversation i love your energy i love all the work you're doing um i just have one more question for you and it's this if you were to take all of your experiences all the knowledge and wisdom that you've gained and distill them down into one message or one sentence, what would it be?
0: You are enough.
1: Oh, that's it. That's it. Mic drop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it going to be a hard question. And it's like, no, you are enough. And that's what we never, we all, we all want to be seen and heard, like you said, and, and we want to feel like we're enough. And that's what we all fight for. The likes, the shares, the pictures, all of it is just all of our souls crying to be accepted and to feel like we fit in and that we are enough. And Mm. that is my message
1: Mm. as well. (laughs) Beautiful. Elizabeth, Molina, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Do you want to let people know where they can find you online?
0: Sure. Um, I am active on Instagram with my handle is Elizabeth underscore underscore Molina. And you can check out my website, elizabethmolinainc.com. And I'm most active on those two platforms.
1: Amazing. Amazing. I will put all those links, of course, in the show notes so people can find you. Elizabeth Molina, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me on here.
1: My pleasure. Have a fabulous day. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe, rate, and review. For more information and show notes, head on over to being-podcast.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, live your being.